Welcome to a special episode of our Rainmaker Multiplier On Demand series brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity. For more information on the Rainmaker Multiplier process and a list of all podcasts in this series, visit ClarityToProsperity.com. Well, good morning, guys and gals. It's a pleasure to be with y'all again this morning. I, I look forward to these meetings um, every week. Um, always get something out of them. I know it's summertime and our attendance may be a little bit down, but doesn't ma- doesn't matter. The content's still going to be the, uh, the, the, the great content. Today we're talking about um, centers of, of influences. You know, who are they? What are they? And how can we leverage them? And as I was thinking about this, um, you know, last couple of days, uh, you know, every good carpenter, mechanic, uh, tradesman has a toolbox. And within the toolbox are many tools to do different jobs, but they're all designed to do the same thing. And that's complete a a project. And uh, I think this is part of the tools that we have in our marketing that's very uh, underused. Um, Been in business 30 years in in South Carolina. And for 18 years, we have been doing um, a Mardi Gras party every year. It started, I think, three couples in my garage. And the last one we had just before the pandemic hit, we had over 300 people. And how did I leverage the uh, centers of influence to that? I did it by asking them to uh, come to these parties to, you know, give us uh, items to auction off for the charities that we were doing this with. And I ended up with eight or nine really good referrals who have been referring to me for the last few years as we, as we, uh, we brought them in. So I think that's a great way to do it. And in the other center in influence that I have been uh, working with for, for many years, she's actually in my office, is an elder law attorney, an estate planning attorney. She's been with me nine years. And I pick up a lot of my business through her as a center of influence for you know referrals. So I think this is a great way. And we do have a process for, uh, called the Attorney Alliance um, that's part of C2P Learning. So if you're interested in it, we have it broken down you know, in a process. We have today three offices that are with us that are, uh, uh, they're not strangers. Um, they contribute on a regular basis. Tim Claremont with Clear Financial, Brian Sack uh, with Granite Harbor. And we have Gina uh, Ferenc, I think I pronounced that right, Gina, uh, with Dave Buckwell and One Team Financial. And uh, I want to congratulate her for still being able to work with Dave. I think Dave's a great guy, but I I know how he is sometimes. So welcome uh, to the group. I'm going to open it up with Tim. Um, Tim, would you tell us what you're doing and how you're uh, using centers of influence in your organization? Yeah, I'm happy to. The I think we've all looked for clients look to us for referrals to people that do the things that we don't do. And so, you know, we've referred attorneys and accountants and realtors and mortgage brokers over the years. For me, I wanted to take a more intentional approach. I noticed that in my business, I was uh, spending too much time with people I really liked and maybe not the people that uh, I were as good for my business. (laughs) 
And so I wanted to look, put my business hat on and say, okay, let's, let's value these COI relationships. So I, I developed, I just tracked them on a spreadsheet, listed out all the sort of the, the categories I wanted, the names of the people in first position, second, third, fourth, when I had a deeper bench, like realtors and mortgage brokers. And, and then on a second sheet, I took those same names and I, I ranked them uh, in terms of four categories. And by using those four categories, it really helped me organize where I want to spend my time with my centers of influence from a business standpoint. Um, the first category was how is their price and product quality? So, and I just rated it on a scale zero to 10. If it's not a good product at a good price, then I don't want to be referring it to my clients. That's, you know, my clients are not going to be happy and that's going to look bad on me. So that's, that's like the first gate they have to pass that. So they got to have a 10 on price and product. The second gate is service quality. How's their service quality? And uh, it's nice to get a 10 in that one as well. That's certainly my preference, but sometimes you just got to get a job done. And if it's a good price and product and the service isn't quite there and you don't have anybody else that'll do it, I'll still connect my client with it, but I'll give them the caveat of, hey, just be aware of that you might have some service issues, but you know, we've, we've noticed the price and product seems to be there. I'm always looking for a 10-10 in every category, but sometimes you don't get that in the second gate. Uh, once you pass the second gate, the third gate is, uh, are they reciprocating? Yes or no? And that's, have they given you a referral in the last 12 months? If they have, it's a yes. If they haven't, it's a no. I don't care if they gave you 10 referrals three years ago. <laughs> it's, it's, they've given you one in the last 12 months. It's a, it's a yes. And if they haven't, it's a no. And then the fourth category is, do I like them? Would I want to spend an hour having coffee with them? And uh, that's either a yes or a no as well. And I try to have 10, 10, yes, yes in every category. Uh, and then if I have 10 people that fit that in 10 different categories, I'll try to see them each once a quarter uh, just to touch base and maintain those relationships. But that's how I manage my time in an intentional way with my COIs. And it seems to be working for me. You know, Tim, you, break up a, you bring up a good point on the referral situation. I worked with attorneys for years and never could get a referral out of them. And when I would question them, there were two things. One was that uh, they, didn't, they, they were afraid if they worked with me, they would lose business from other advisors. Uh, and the other thing is that they didn't understand the quality of, of uh, advice we were giving to our clients. So you can take any, uh, I think, center of influence and utilize pretty much the attorney alliance advisor uh, program with that, because it's an interview that you do with the center of influence as if they were a client uh, or a potential client and you go through the services. And you, you brought up an interesting point there of having several different, um, you know, uh, uh, people out there that you can refer to. And I see Deb, Deb Cundiff, uh, Deb, you're on the call. Could, could you take just a couple of minutes and talk about the red file folder? Because uh, I think this falls right into play with what Tim's talking about that you guys use and that we're utilizing now at C2P. Could you do that? Uh... Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, so what we have at our office, Carl, is as you mentioned, it's a red file folder. And with every appointment, we get that. And it's just a nice reference of, hey, have we talked to our clients about these various areas that we cover? Be it, you know, long-term care insurance, be it um, Medicare, a funeral expense trust, so we have this long list of, I don't know, Emily, is it like 12 or 15, you know, different things that we need to touch on or make sure that we touch on throughout 
this kind of relationship with our clients. So it's not really meant to be a laundry list of, okay, let's check these boxes in this appointment, but it's rather kind of a living document that we refer to, make notes, date, et cetera, just to make sure that we're covering all the different aspects of what we provide. And of course, uh, the center of influence being one of them, you know, have we talked to uh, them about the fact that we do affiliate with an estate planning attorney, et cetera. So it's just a nice way to really stay on track and, you know, make sure that we are communicating the breadth and depth of all the different relationships that we have and the services that we provide. Yeah, and, and I think the introduction to the red file folder uh, and the fact that we are fiduciaries in our office and in all of the offices that we're talking about, it is our fiduciary responsibility to educate you on these tools to, or to make you aware of them, not necessarily sell one to you, but, and, and, you, and we also include, and I know y'all do also, you will include PNC uh, agencies and other people that you refer these clients to if they really need them. So it's not just for your services that you're giving, but like you said, the attorney, the PNC, or some other uh, real estate, you know, all of these type of things. So when you when you start building your center of influence, I think all those people are uh, important to be included in that. So, so thank you, Deb. I appreciate that. I know this was a quick notice, but you did a great job on that. Thanks, Carl. Brian with Granite Harbor. Uh, Brian, I know you work with uh, a lot of really large uh, clients. And uh, tell us what your uh, process is, uh, if you don't mind, with the Centers of Influence. Yeah, for sure. So first of all, thanks for having me today. Um, so a lot of the things that we're doing are very similar to what Tim is doing. We do have uh, a grid that we've built out and uh, ranked our COI relationships on a variety of factors, not the least of which is cross-referral, right? And so the ability to work together, the trust of being able to refer folks back to us. Um, <clears throat> so many times we are the person referring clients to a COI. Um, and so, you know, the ability to get those referrals back is really important. We do a couple of things, uh, maybe a little bit differently. We've got a pretty mature book of business. And so one of the focuses that we've had over the last couple of years is to ensure that each client relationship we have, we've had the conversation of other professionals in their life and we document that, right? And so if they're working with a CPA, if they're working with an attorney, if they're working with a business broker in M&A, we've got 13 different categories of centers of influence that we track um, just because those are the areas of or positions that people can hold that they're in a position of influence over our target market. And so by knowing those and building that into our client review process, it's a real easy way to get names to add to our COI funnel. Um, and then through that, the contact owner of each client relationship is in charge of reaching out to those centers of influence and introducing themselves. And it's a real easy introduction because it's not a cold, hey, I'm in this business, you're in this business, let's talk. It's, hey, we've got a mutual client. And let's talk about how we can collaborate on behalf of that mutual client to provide better service. And then where that conversation goes, you know, starts to develop a relationship. It gives us an opportunity to showcase our work 
and our professionalism and what we do for that family. It gives them an opportunity to showcase what they do, and it gives us an opportunity to collaborate on problem solving. And so that's been the primary way that we develop new COI relationships is just through a disciplined process of documenting who our clients are already working with. Um, we've got a trusted relationship. What better way to leverage into a new trusted relationship with new COIs? And so that's something that we do. Uh, we do rank based on platinum, gold, silver, bronze, just like we do with our clients. And so for our platinum relationships, they get invited to four special events a year, uh, three sort of smaller intimate events um, that we do around our local market. We did a, you know, a skeet shoot for one. We do a dinner kind of golf outing for another one. Um, and then we do one big meeting a year. We send every, we take everybody and their spouses to Las Vegas. Uh, we host a part of our um, insurance business. We do a trusted advisors conference in Vegas where we bring in a lot of outside speakers and uh, we invite our top COI relationships, primarily the CPAs and attorneys to that. Um, and uh, that's really paid dividends for us just to be able to connect on a more personal level with them. Um, but just like with anything else, we're in the business of relationship building. This is not rocket science. It's just about being personal. It's about being genuine. It's about taking a true interest in their business, how we can help them solve problems. Um, but getting in front of them in a favorable way, we felt like connecting through mutual clients is about the easiest way to do it. And so we've built a system around that. And, uh, you know, obviously each of our folks in our office that are in the business development role, um, that's a big focus of theirs is what COI activity are they having? Um, because it's one of four primary channels of um, marketing that we have, um, which is, a, you know, the COI market. And to your point, Carl, um, not getting referrals from attorneys, like we get tons of referrals from attorneys. And you know, particularly three or four specific estate planning attorneys, um, they see us as a subject matter expert. And yes, they're afraid initially that they may lose business from their other referral sources. But if they truly care about their clients, they're going to want to put them in front of the best. And we've proven ourselves to be the best. And that's the reason why we get those referrals. And so if you're not getting referrals from attorneys, it's probably a time to gut check on your deliverable, because if you can improve your deliverable, you're going to get the referrals. I think one of the biggest reasons people uh, don't really get a good COI to work with them is the approach, the initial approach. If you're going to approach a COI and, and ask, say, listen, let me tell you what I do. That's the wrong way to approach them. 100%. The best way to approach them is, you know, Brian, I'm glad to meet you. I've heard a lot about you. Uh, Tell me, you know, what is your ideal client look like? Because I would like to know in the event I come across an ideal client, who to be able to refer to. And all of a sudden you take it from you, uh, what can I do for you to tell me who you are and what you're looking for. And it puts them on stage and they will talk about what they want and they will immediately bond from you for you or with you. And I think that's one of the biggest mistakes people make when they approach a COI. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, it's that genuine interest in their business. Correct. All right, thanks, uh, uh, Brian. Gina, I've had the opportunity to, uh, to meet you for the first time today. And uh, you're a normal person because 
you, you were technically challenged just like most of us are, and we worked through it and we got you going again. You work with uh, with Dave Buckwall and the team at the One Team Financial, great office for us. Um, so I'd like to hear, you know, how do you guys approach the COI? Built on the foundation of the award-winning bucket plan process, Clarity to Prosperity's proven processes, training, and coaching can help you increase your revenue. If you are a growth-minded, independent financial advisor, you qualify for a free copy of the Bucket Plan book. Go to claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer to get your free book today. That's claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer. Sure. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Good to see everybody. So I'm going to do a little bit, I think, of a different approach. Um, going to give you some individual examples of what we've been trying to do at one team and then um, what we do with strategic partnerships lately. Um, but on an individual level, I mean, I think Tim hit it. We, we partner with people that we like. Um, that's, that's primarily how we meet through them. But we, we, um, we rank them. We're not as sophisticated yet. We're working on a better system, but we do ABCD as, as um, you know, Brian and Tim are ranking a little bit more sophisticated. We're working on that. We're going to probably try to do that by the end of the year. But um, we've tried to do connectors because I think what we're learning is we're in it for the long game and we're building up these relationships over time. Um, Carl, to your point, you know, finding out who they are is so important. Um, we just recently hosted a small in-person speed networking event that worked really well. Um, so we, with a colleague of ours, had four of one team's advisors and some COIs from the industry. It was a continental breakfast event at a country club. People walked in and they got a name tag and on the back had three numbers. So if it had five, three, one, those were the three table numbers that you would go through. So if I went to table number five first and met with Tim and Brian, I got to sit down for 15 minutes with them and actually get to really know them. And what are you looking for as a referral source? And had a really actually pretty in-depth conversation that you can have with somebody in 15 minutes. And then the next 15 minutes, I went to table number three. And then we had a 15 minute break where you got to go stand up for those tables, have the breakfast, continental, very quick, and then come back for the last 15 minutes. And we got great feedback on that. The key to that and any event that you hold, right, is what are we going to do with the follow up? So it was really important for the one team team to say, OK, who's claiming whom after that? And what's that follow up going to be for the one on ones after that? Um, so we now all have our one-on-one -on -one meetings set up with those people that attended that event to try then build the relationship because most people in that room, um, we had identified as COIs that we wanted to meet, but we really didn't know them until that event. We had seen them in another event or something like that. Um, they were all um, primarily from the CPA, attorney, banking industry. So I think it was a great 90-minute event. Um, people liked it. They liked it because it was small and they actually got to have the conversation. Another one that we're doing is with um, Ash Alawalia, who's our social security specialist. He has tons of COIs and he gets referrals over time. Um, but what are we doing to mine those relationships? So next week we're hosting a very small networking event so that we're connecting different CPAs and attorneys in a room 
But whomever did, whoever said no to that, I reached out to those people and I said, you know, sorry that you can't make the event. Are you open to having coffee, lunch, dinner, or virtual meeting? And every person who's not coming said yes. So to me, it's even better that they're going to say yes and we're doing a one-on-one. So it's just another avenue of how we're getting the connections for those COIs to then, now we have an audience to meet them one-on-one to say, how have you been? What can we do for you? Um, Because they have made a referral, but maybe they haven't made it in a while. And what can we do for you as well? Um, So that's my couple examples there. I will say Dave Buckwell, as much as we like to, uh, to maybe sometimes give him some jokes, does a wonderful job of keeping up and doing quarterly calls with his COIs. He will do lunch, dinner, golf, um, and maintaining those relationships. And um, that's how he really does build a lot of his referrals. And he does a phenomenal job at it, probably better than any of us, uh, for sure. Um, On the strategic partnership, on the larger uh, realm, one of the primary things that I've done at one team over the last 18 months is build out our financial wellness program. I'm sure Dave's mentioned it on this, these calls. It's, it's a webinar series. It started out uh, as three parts. It now has nine program areas, and we have built it out as a completely turnkey program that we offer to CPA firms, law firms, businesses, and associations. And I won't go into the, the grimy details uh, on this call, but we now offer that. So really what's great about it is in, let's say, a CPA firm, we go in, we offer it internally to their partners and to their staff, and then we launch it as a client series. And we just did this. So we did CE for their staff. Then we rolled out a six-part series to their clients so that they had proof of concept. Then we rolled it out for their um, clients. And simultaneous to that, in the middle of that, I did a 12-minute video as they went into tax season, how to change up the conversation with your clients this year and how to talk about life insurance, long-term care, Medicare, taxes and retirement, et cetera, to give them some tools to do so. But then we said, well, we really haven't met their staff and those partners. What are we going to do? So we offered a lunch in. So we went to the firm in their conference room during tax season, crazy and busy as it was, and we brought in lunch and Five of us just went in and they came, the partners came in and I kind of think that they thought it was like, what are we going to do? Are we going to pitch them as a presentation? And it wasn't, it was just to meet them. They were grateful. They grabbed their lunch. We got some connections. Again, what was the follow-up? It was to make a connection and get a couple one-on-one meetings and Dave and Greg and Rich and Ash got to do that. And then they went through tax season. And now what? Now we just did a happy hour with all the partners. And now the feedback is you guys are starting to make traction. We're starting to get a couple referrals in. And now they're just launching a five-part um, series in that program with us for the fall. So it takes a lot of time, effort, expense, um, but we're starting to see it come around. And I think that, you know, we put the effort in and it, it's, I don't know, I feel like it's sometimes it takes a year or two to really get the traction. Well, but but you're building a foundation that's going to continue forever as long as you don't screw up, you know, a case with a client. And if you talk, you stop and look at the cost, you know, and, and I'm going to ask Matt to jump on here in a second, talk about the process that we have for COIs, but also I think a marketing tracker. What are you actually spending on that versus other stuff? 
and what is the return that you're you're getting after it gets traction and it's going to be pennies on the dollar uh, as far as cost is concerned. And uh, it, it always seems like that referral comes in at the right time. You know, there's never a bad time for a referral, but there are times when you're sitting there saying, God, I wish I had a client, you know, uh, and not just service work. And, and that referral walks through the door through a COI. So, all right. Um, before I turn it, Matt, I'm going to give you a couple of minutes uh, on that. You know, Tim Claremont, I don't know if he's still with us, Tim, or not. You want to I'm, expound, I'm on, yeah, expound a little bit on what your uh, your chat was? Oh, that I just sent that over to you directly. I didn't know if you wanted to bounce that over. You mean th that comment? So, yeah. yeah, yeah, sure. No, I just thought it'd be kind of cool as an idea if advisors were interested. I like what Brian suggested as it related to the uh, Trusted Advisors Conference thing that he's, he does. And the tax management journey and the bucket plan are so integral into what we do. And I think they kind of, you know, blow the socks off of the COIs when they learn that. So I just thought maybe it'd be a neat idea of C2P threw together sort of a tax management bucket plan education event where, you know, advisors with C2P could also invite their center, their top center of influence, their spouse and, you know, pay for them to go and, you know, just, just hosting that. We have plenty of content with C2P for, you know, to put on a couple of days like that. And uh, I just think that would be a lot of fun, get together some C2P people and, and piggyback on what Brian just threw out there. So, if, um, if, ever, if there were enough people interested and willing to foot the bill for themselves, their COIs and their spouses, uh, you know, I, I was just throwing it out there to see if C2P might be interested in hosting something like that. Yeah, I'm sure we will. And, and the reason I, I wanted you to expound on it, you know, one of the things that we've done in the last two years that has really changed our process is, is educating uh, potential new tax clients or clients on the progression that we went through from tax planning, which was forensic, I mean, I'm sorry, tax prep, which is forensic to tax planning, which is, you know, social security, Roths, you know, things like that, to tax management. And when we talk about the tax management, they want to know what's the difference between the tax planning and the tax management. And it's huge because most of our clients no longer have pension plans. They're taking money from different accounts and how they pull it every year is going to determine their tax liability and maximizing the efficiency of the tax plan. And so I think that's huge. And that's an area that you can talk to COIs about. This is how we can help your clients because, you know, we're a little bit more sophisticated than even a normal CPA firm, to be honest with you, you know, from that point of view. So I know we only have a couple of minutes, but uh, it, it was brought to my, thanks, Tim. Uh, it was brought to my attention. We do have a process for COI. So, Matt, do you want to speak a little bit on that while we have you here? Yeah, I can touch on that real quick. And I think Tim just <clears throat> dropped. I think he had to run. Um, I was going to thank him for that idea. It's definitely something we want to look into for that. And also, uh, I guarantee our events team are not going to want Tim as a guest anymore because he's making more work for them. But, no, it's a, it's a good idea. We'll check into that um, and get back to everyone on that. For the COI process, I – before getting into what we have at C2P, um, I did kind of want to echo what you said earlier, Carl, and, and Brian, I think you shared this as well, uh, that what we follow at JL Smith, we kind of follow the same thing as when we start out, one of the first things that we're asking is how can we provide value to the COI and their audience before we ask for any referrals? We've got to establish the thought leadership and the connection and that, like you, like you both shared, that we care before we're asking for anything in return. So just wanted to echo that because I thought it was a great point. 
Um, with with uh, being with C2P in that RMM division, we do have that full COI process that we built out. Um, and I also want to thank all of our, our guests that were on, uh, Gina and Brian and Tim, because they were instrumental in helping us build that, as was Scott Ford, who all provided some great feedback. And this was about a year and a half, two years ago that we kind of pulled all this together and built this. And so it's, it's on C2P Central. Everyone has access to that. And it kind of walks through the steps. Uh, very similar, obviously, you know, pulling from several different sources. Uh, but So we had to then condense that and kind of make a quote unquote best practices. But if you, what it's good for is if you don't already have something, it gives you that framework. As, as you've heard today, uh, three or four different angles of how they each handle a COI process. There's not just a perfect system. So kind of make it what works best for you and your COIs. Uh, but at least it gives you something to get started there. It includes a handy interview guide of questions you can ask as you're trying to triage and figure out who would make the, the best COIs for your network. Um, but that, that open and honest, transparent conversation with your COIs is going to make the best. It's all about the long-term relationship, not the short-term gains. Thanks, Matt. Well, as usual, we have uh, uh, utilized every minute and second of our 30-minute call. I think this was a great call. Appreciate all the uh, you, you guys being here. And again, uh, I'm going to echo Matt's uh, thanks to uh, our baristas that, uh, you know, spoke on behalf of the, what their offices are doing. And uh, looking forward to uh, seeing you guys next Thursday. Y'all have a great week. Interested in learning more about the topics discussed today? We want to know more about your challenges and priorities and how we can help build your custom roadmap to success. That's right, a custom roadmap built just for you. Schedule a free 20-minute consultation with one of our business development partners. Visit c2pe.info forward slash podcast to schedule a time that's good for you. That's c2pe.info forward slash podcast.